Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's episode 202 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I am one of your hosts. My name is Eric Walquist, and joining me this week, as he does each and every week, is the other host of the show. His name is... Jesse, no witty middle name this week, Wilson. Come on, man. That's your signature. I forgot until this very moment. Oh, well. I could be Jesse Blister Between My Toes Wilson. There you go. Now you now you lead into the story. Come on, we have a formula here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I blew it, but I feel like I've rebounded a okay. little bit. I like it. I like it. I was in the ropes, and then I sprung off and threw a good uppercut. Nicely done. No, I've, I've been working myself to death, man. Yeah, I saw the first one in, last one outpost today on Facebook. Right. So... I was kind of thinking about that today. Uh-huh. I think part of this, I'm getting a little personal here. Mm-hmm. A little part of this might be based off of the fact that I was raised by a person who was, at one point in his life, a sergeant in the Marine Corps. Yeah. I wouldn't say that my dad's personality is defined by his service in the Marine Corps. I would not. So your dad is not, by any means, what I would characterize as a military dad. Right. He's not that type of guy where he's like, get up and do sit-ups, do your homework, blah, 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 you know? Yeah, he's not like the barrel-chested uh, drill sergeant type. Right. You wouldn't know it if you met him, and mm-hmm. in no way am I saying that his personality is defined by his experiences in the Marine Corps. But at one right. point in his life, he was a sergeant in the Marine Corps. Right. And a lot of those traits got filtered down through a very very fine filter to Mm me yep and definitely when i was growing up i kind of idealized like the marine corps sergeant yeah so like part of how that got to me is i have this kind of stupid like i'm almost killing myself with this belief (laughs) in how it's good it like it's good to be the first guy there and the last guy out right and like all my coworkers, I'm like trying to like take as much off their plate as possible and make their life easier so they can do their job and get out. And then, right. you know, I'll, I'll take that on and I will sort of be this leadership character who's sort of kind of hovering above everything, not micromanaging at all, but just there to relieve the stress off of everyone. Okay. So that's so you're, why you're taking on the burdens of other people, which is not necessarily a healthy trait, sir. Right, and that's why I, I have the first one in, last one out mentality, which is what's been going on lately. I've been working ten to eleven hour days and uh, worked through the weekend, and it's killing me a little bit. But I have this stupid pride, especially well. when it comes to the people who are above me. Yeah. I like being there when they get there and still being working <laughs> hard when they leave. Part yeah. of me is like, yeah, I kind of kicked your ass today. <laughs> well, yeah, but they're your boss. <laughs> I wouldn't say boss, though. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, a good work ethic is not a bad thing to have. No, no, no. It, no. It's really good. And um, if we're going to follow through in this militaristic sort of analogy that i'm going with if i'm the sergeant then there's the lieutenant and the lieutenant has been telling the general that the sergeant's important and the sergeant might have gotten a uh, under the table cash bonus today legitimate which was pretty cool and that's why we don't tell people where we work 
exactly. <laughs> Although a couple of super sleuths have yeah. figured it out by it's... simply looking at my Facebook page. <laughs> Rolo Tomasi. Rolo Tomasi. Yeah, we'll get to Rolo Tomasi. He's in the Facebook roundup. No, so that's how I'm doing. <laughs> Great. I, you know, if if Ice Cube, as in the in the immortal words of Ice Cube, today was a good day for me. Had a good today day. Was a good day. Today I had I had a good day at work. A productive day at work. Got a lot of stuff off my list. Uh, came home. Yeah, but did you pull stuff off of other people's lists? Eric? No, because I. Ah, you're worthless to me. <laughs> uh, then I came home and I got in the mail. I got a bunch of uh, cards that will be used mm. at the pub crawl. Custom Saw cards, that. which Pretty is cool. So exciting! I didn't realize he had the super cool image on the back of all of them. Yeah, yeah, they have the poster basically on the back. Those are collector's items, man. I'm excited. I think Those people are will be really stoked cool. to have them. I think that people will be like, oh, okay, this is worth the, the $5. I think so, too. I mean, one, the experience right. is worth way more than $5. <laughs> right. It's a really cool experience. Two... If all you do are take away those cards that you're going to get, and you're going to get multiple. Right. That's that's really cool. And they're very, I mean, I'm not, I'm. it sounds weird to me just saying, they're artistic. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't know why that felt weird coming out of my mouth. I'm trying. I tried to kind of model them after, uh, after Mike Krahulik a little bit, so. They're very. In the illustration, um, so. They're cool. There's something you'd want to keep. Yeah, I'm excited. And about I didn't it. realize they're going to be double sided. When I was like kind of pitching to you some of these gameplay mechanic ideas I had, I didn't think that the back side of things would look awesome. Mm-hmm. And that you know, that's what that's what pushes it above and beyond. We're making the we're, we're branding this experience. So exactly. I'm very excited about it. And then and then I also so I took part last week was uh, on the board game Reddit. There was the the July Reddit Bazaar where people can post what they want and what they have. And trades can take place. So I've had this game in my collection for a very long time. And you've played it. Coliseo? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Custom made. What of a kind. No. Uh, that was my first board game that I made in high school. And it's kind of terrible. But uh, but I, I had this Pretty game. sure that was college. No, it was definitely high school. Mm. We were in college when I played it. It's definitely college. Uh, any, regardless, uh, no, I have this game called Fury of Dracula, which I've owned for a very long time. Right. And you and I played this game at Jordy's. Right. And didn't love it. I liked it. Eh, it was, the end, the end game was so underwhelming to me. I wanted to play it again for sure. Well, you're not gonna get to, because that, this game is like a white whale in the board game world. Really? Uh, yeah, like, because it went out of print in 2005. Oh. And so Fantasy Flight hasn't put it back in print. It's it's retailing on eBay anywhere between 75 and and $100 plus. So I was like, I have this white whale of a board game, and there's a board game out there that I really want, but I just don't have, I just can't bring myself to fork over the cash for it. It's called Robinson Crusoe. It's about a $70 game. And so I was like, I'll just put it on there. I'll be like, I got Fury of Dracula. If you have Robinson Crusoe, let's do a trade. So I put it on there. A dude like immediately messaged me, says, I got Robinson Crusoe. I will trade you. Uh, we exchange a couple emails, send pictures of the games to each other, make sure that we're not bullshitting, and then send them out. And I got Robinson Crusoe today, and it is like, I'm so excited to play this game to begin with. Second of all, the dude 
was so solid. Like, you know, this could have gone wrong. I could have right. just sent this guy a game and not gotten Could have been like when I did the fucking Reddit board game Secret Santa. Yeah. Or uh, I just did the... the uh, maybe it was a, the board game Secret Santa. Uh-huh. Was it- yeah, yeah. It was specifically a board game Secret Santa. Right. And the motherfucker sent me Beer Monopoly. Mm. I got burned so hard. What did you send? I sent out, um, God, what was it called? Is that, is that a card game that's like all gothic sort of? Ex- Grim? Grim, yeah, I yeah. sent out Grim. So, anyway, so I get this game, and not only am I very excited to play it, but the dude, so solid, he includes a little plastic tackle box insert for all of the pieces. Wow. And he has sleeved every card <laughs> in the game. <laughs> so... I'm so happy because I bought this game in 2006, played All it you once. you did was leave a cat turd in yours. Yeah, I know. I left a, I left a pretty good cat. It was a nice cat turd, though. It looked okay. like Jesus. You put googly eyes on it <laughs> and a little goatee. No, it was kind of great. I, t- I opened up the box to take pictures of it to send it to him, and like all of that stuff is in mint condition because it was only played once. <laughs> um, so anyway, I got this game in 2006, let it sit on my shelf and then I got a game that I really wanted. That and and not only that, but the dude did me a solid, and it's like in mint condition, sleeved, plastic insert. I'm like, I'm on top of the moon. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm s- on top of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even on the moon. I'm on top. I'm on of top it. of it. I'm at the very peak of the. Moon. I've climbed the Everest of the moon. Ooh, yeah. There's got to be a mountain on the moon. There's there's mountains on the moon. Yeah, I uh, don't know what the big one is. <laughs> But anyway, I'm so excited to play this game with you, Jesse, because it's... So it's called Robinson Crusoe. Have you heard of it? No. I I mean, I've heard of Robinson Crusoe. Yeah. So basically, it's a survival game based on an island, but you play... It's a co-op game, and I watched a playthrough of it today uh, during my lunch break, and basically, it is Arkham Horror meets Agricola. So it's like a worker placement. I like <laughs> Agricola. I know. I, I always. I. I can't. I, you kind of went a little bit for both pronunciation. I know. Camps. I went because I always. I started off saying Agricola, and then yeah. everybody says Agricola, and so I went Agricola. Agricola. Uh. So this is like my favorite game mixed with one of your favorite games in a co-op game. Sure. So I'm. I'm There's kind no of such upset. thing as a co-op Agricola though. But this is a co-op agricola. No, I mean that—that's like saying it's a blue greenness. <laughs> I mean, I guess he got teal and aquamarine there. Yeah, no, but- I'm I'm on board now. <laughs> Here's the thing, uh-huh. dude. I got that. So I got that little cash bonus mm-hmm. today at work. Mm-hmm. I was doing deliveries because I was picking up other people's slack. Right. Right. So I had to deliver to a restaurant that's in the same building as the local board game store. Nice. And I rolled up in there, and I was like, mm, do they have the modern Axis and Allies games? Oh, jeez. I want the mod... And they didn't, which is good, because later I deposited that money in my checking account, and I was like, oh, God. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, I needed that bad, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, man, I, I got a chance... I didn't play it, but I observed a playing uh-huh. of the newest edition of Axis and Allies Europe... Uh-huh. Which is compatible with Axis and Allies Pacific. Basically, they're selling the entire new Axis and Allies experience as two standalone games, oh, God, Europe I and love Pacific. It. Oh god. That 
fit together. That's awesome. Oh, I want them so <laughs> bad. Yeah. And I have the fucking, I have like the anniversary edition, yeah. which is like a good version of Axis and Allies. Right. But I saw some of the like minor tweaks that they made to the latest right. Axis and Allies. I was like, I gotta have, I just have to have it. And then I'm like, who am I gonna play against? I'm like, fuck it myself if I have to. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's a great thing, too, about this game. It's a co-op game, so I can play it by myself. Yeah. But I feel like the PAX this year is going to be packed with a lot of board games, which have I'm I, okay with. Have I said on this podcast the saddest moment I had while working when I worked at the board game store? No. There's this guy. His name was Wolf. <laughs> that's why he called himself. Yeah. And uh, he was a big board game fan. Right. And he was a great customer. And one time I was talking to him, and he was like, yeah, my family, like, kind of had an intervention and basically told me, like, you can't buy any board games anymore because you're spending all your money on board games and you don't have a job, so you can't do that anymore. Right. But I really want Arkham Horror because it's a game that I can play by myself. Right. And I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think you should buy it. No, you shouldn't. I was like, D I don't... I mean, I th maybe your family's right. You can't. I don't think you should buy this game. <laughs> Not to mention, you can play Arkham Horror by yourself. It's my favorite game. I would never play it by myself. No. Yeah. It was just so sad. This guy has destroyed his own life yeah. with his addiction to board games, and he just wanted to buy Arkham Horror so that he could play it with himself. I like. I cried. I was like, "What? I'm a pusher." <laughs> you're a pusher, man. I'm a pusher at this point. Oh man, but you're pushing the good stuff. I know, exactly. I got that sweet Colombian shale. Yeah, the flake. Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, Yeah, dude. No, I mean, I've, I've got a little board game tear lately. I'm, I'm definitely going to let off the gas here. But I have procured four board games in the last month. And I think that's good for me. So... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off, but I got Steam Park. I got Quantum, which is a game I really want to start playing. I read over the rules. I'm super excited. Got Robinson Crusoe, and then I have a few acres of snow coming in the mail, which I think might be a fun one for you and I to play because it's a two player deck building ooh, war game ooh, based I off the French American War. I want to get more. Mm. <laughs> Maybe I'll buy Twilight Struggle. Uh, I, don't I really want to play that game. I'm just saying, I man. I feel like you and I, that could come to blows. <laughs> I that don't could know. That could be a punch in the face. I don't know, man, because I feel like you would probably just win. I feel like it'd be like, our, it'd be like the Hive situation. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. oh, I'm sorry about that. That, that, also, that actually did come to blows. It came <laughs> to an air, puck, an, air, an air hockey puck <laughs> hitting me in the face. Is it worse than an air hockey puck <laughs> to the face? Right to the bridge of the nose. <laughs> oh, man. Such a dick. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you, you totally did that intentionally, I know. Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, no. I was trying to add injury to insult at that point. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to some listener feedback this week. We're going to start it off with... Uh, Oh, a familiar voice, but a long-lost voice, uh, all the way from St. Louis, Missouri. Here he is. Oh, my gosh. It's the arrogance that get really personal. Or something along those lines. Hi, guys. It's Heath from St. Louis. I haven't spoke to you in months. It's been far too long. I took a job that uh, 
didn't realize it was going to take as much time as it was. I was putting in about 70-plus hours a week and fell behind on all my podcasts, all my YouTube subscriptions, and everything that made life fun. But I quit that job, and now I'll have something new, and hopefully life will get better. But more importantly, I finally just caught up on the past six months of podcasts that you guys have been putting out, and uh, that's really why I haven't been calling in or conversing because I've always been behind on what you guys have been talking about. But I just wanted to say that I miss you guys. I've been loving every second of it. Congratulations on your 200th episode. It's an absolutely fantastic achievement. Um, I couldn't be more proud of every hour that you guys put in to do these great things just for us, your community. It means the world to us, and we genuinely hope that you don't stop anytime soon. Um, so long story short, words and stuff and exciting things. Uh, I'm excited to call back into you guys, and hopefully I can start doing this more on the regular and uh, get off my David Backus. <laughs> Thank you, Heath. That's Heath from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. We mentioned it. It's so serendipitous. We mentioned him last week, mm. and then he called in right after we mentioned it before we published the next episode. Ooh! And this goes that like they say things happen in threes. That was my serendipitous week. I had the flat Earth thing. I had the Nathan <laughs> for you thing, and then Heath Lynch called in. So, wow! There you go. Very excited about that. And we mentioned Heath in a segment uh, when we were talking about we should do the next bypass in Branson, Missouri, and this is what he had to say about that. Also, again, also, it's Branson, Missouri, not Bronson. Don't pronounce it like that because that's weird. It's Branson, and yes, let's drive down there. Let's do tours. Let's do musicals. Let's go to the theme park and ride the roller coasters. And stuff, come visit. It'd be awesome. Branson, not Bronson. Were we saying Bronson? Pretty sure we said uh, Charles Bronson, Charles Missouri. Charles Bronson, Missouri. It's named after Charles Bronson. Wait, is it Brant? <laughs> I li- literally... <laughs> no, it's Branson, Fuck, Missouri. It's Branson. Branson? It's uh, Branson. Okay. I'm a Bronson guy. Oh, Charles I, Bronson. I thought you were just using the British pronunciation. You know what it is? Is there's that episode of The Simpsons uh-huh. where they they make a goof on Bronson, Missouri, where everyone's <laughs> Charles Bronson. It's like, hey, toots, how about a cookie? No dice. <laughs> I this just... <laughs> ain't over. <laughs> I just love the idea that you walk through a, a mustache arch in yeah. the Bronson, Missouri. Did he have a mustache? Uh, here, here's mustache. what's weird about my brain. Uh-huh. St. Louis, St. Louis, I feel like, is, you know, not close, but not that far away. Right, from? Bronson, Branson, <laughs> feels like it's on the eastern seaboard. You f- you feel like St. Louis, Missouri is close? I mean, it's close-ish. It's like halfway. It's because of the, it's actually not, it's like two-thirds it's of, of the, the way. It's because of the Rams. It's because of the Rams. And NFC West, rivals. I still... I booked a hotel that I need to cancel uh-huh. in Victoria, BC. Okay. I think I might just switch that over. <laughs> Screw Victoria. Maybe I'll do a trip in St. Louis. And what if I could go watch the Seahawks play oh, yeah. in St. Louis? Oh, it'd be my God, so dude. fun. I bet you that you could go fly to St. Louis and watch the Seahawks play for less than going. <laughs> it's like what the Red Sox fans do. Like They will fly right. to Seattle and watch the Red Sox play the Mariners. Because it's cheaper than going to Fenway Park. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like that's the same same thing. We we could do a bypack spectacular. Oh my god! 
Go to St. Louis. St. Louis would be dope. Yeah, go to St. Louis, watch the Seahawks play the Rams, drive to Branson, Missouri, ride a roller coaster, <laughs> kick Charles Bronson in the face, get Yakov Smirnoff's tattooed signature on her butts. The ages end. ago, Heath called in. I think it was Heath, the same guy who came mm-hmm. in, uh, called in and told us all the cool stuff to do in St. Louis. Yeah, he was. I don't think was... we even have to go to Branson. No, I don't think we do either, dude. Like, I think we could just have a great time in St. Louis. Yeah, and then that's driving distance from the uh, from Bald Move Tower. So I've heard that uh, St. Louis is driving distance from St. Louis. I hear. I hear. Well, parts of St. Louis are. <laughs> right. uh, and I, I just want to go to. God, I would love to go to the the uh, craft breweries in St. Louis who have the gall uh-huh. and the courage and tenacity to do what they do in the shadow mm-hmm. of the big boy right there. The I think that bud. would be great and talk to those brewers and see what their perspective is like and just see what the craft brewing culture is like there. Gateway to the West, dude. Not to mention St. Louis Arch is supposed to be badass to go up in. It's like not twi- really that interested in the gateway to the West, considering I've spent my entire <laughs> life in the West. Yes, but I mean, this is the beginning. That's of- like going back up the birth canal. This is like, the beginning. I'm of not the- super interested in that. <laughs> this is the beginning of the Lewis and Clark expedition. the The St. Louis Arch is like twice the height of the I Space like- Needle, and you can ride an <laughs> elevator to the top. Have you ever been in the Space Needle? Yes. Ooh, I have not. Numerous times. Really? Yeah, because like when I was in high school, we had all those people from Africa come visit us, and we'd mm. always go up to the top of the Space Needle. With yeah, them. that's fair. It is fair. Have you ever been up the Space Needle if you weren't like no. taking someone up there? Though? No, I was taking tourists. Yeah, exactly. I'm not really that interested in going up the arch. Well, I think once you see the arch, then you will be the arch. All right, we got one, we got one more uh, voicemail here from Michael. Here it is. Hello, Jesse. Hello, Eric. This is Michael McBride, the less tired edition. I am here on the 4th of July, just enjoying my family with a cookout. And I was just thinking... Cookout, not cockout? If you... Hmm, I had it and I lost it. (laughs) Oh, I think I know what it was. If you could make any... uh, If you could go back in time to any major historical event... Which one would it be, and would you go back in time with all your technology and just ruin the rest of the future by bringing your technology and make everybody go like, what the fuck is all that? Or would you go back in time and just be like in the modern clothing of the time and just be a silent observer? All right, guys. Just figured it'd be an interesting idea to think about. All right, stay arrogant and get off my back. Oh, and by the way. Last week, it was at 5.11 in the morning. I had just gotten off work. <laughs> Bye. All right. Night Shifter here. Michael, thank you for calling us from Virginia. Um, one thing I forgot to mention is from Heath's um, voicemail, but I think it's a good message for all of our listeners. If your job prevents you from listening to our podcast, you should quit it immediately. And that's why that's why we need to commend Heath for what he's done. Um. But Jesse, what do you think about this topic? I mean, you're the history major. Like, wh- what era would you want to go back to? Uh, yeah. What era would I want to go back to? I like the present. The, the present's pretty good. I, I, I think the I, 90s would be sweet. You're going to go back to... That's I what think, you do? Yeah, go I think back I would to go... the 1990s? Why not? 
Go back to like 1994 and experience it as a 28 year old as opposed to a, a nine year old. I guess. I mean, that's actually not a bad answer because you still have a lot of the modern luxuries. It's true. I could grow a goatee and no one would think it would be creepy. It would be weird, though, like when you're like trying to figure out an answer to a question. It's like, let me just look it up on Wiki. Mm -hmm. Like, what the hell are you talking about? I would never take technology back in the past, though, because I'm pretty sure that's what killed Joan of Arc. And Galileo. And, um... Socrates. What's his name? Uh, Rasputin. Rasputin, Socrates. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, I would probably, if I had to go back, like if I could really go back to whenever. Yep. I would, I'd probably want to take it back pretty far, just get like the full experience. Right. I think I'm. I might go back to Roman times. Ooh, gosh. Because Roman time, I mean, the height of the Roman Empire, if you were a person in Rome, it was pretty good. So th there's a major problem with all of this, is that I would have to take one form of modern technology back with me. And Don't that say would toilet be. Paper. No, it would be Zyrtec. Because <laughs> I would not live nigh one day. Uh, although, you don't know, though. That's true. It you could don't be know. mostly Maybe back smog. then, allergies were like, you know, like, we can hardly make even the most allergy-ridden guy sneeze. Maybe our modern-day pollen is like super pollen. That's true. That's, that's, I mean, that actually makes a lot of sense. I do live in the city as well, and I'm pretty sure that traps a sizable amount of, of smog in the air that's probably not very good for my nostrils. Where would you go besides the 90s? That's a bad answer. <sighs> the 90s is a good answer, but I mean, the time that most intrigues me, although I think going back to this era, once again, with health concerns would be a problem, would be the American West, like the, uh, the expansion, like, I, like probably like 1880 and like Colorado or something or Oregon, mm. like Western I Oregon, feel, get out on like the landscape, claim some um, land. Uh, that's like high risk, low reward. What are you getting out of that experience? Every vacation I've ever wanted. I mean, I mean, do we get to come back? Yeah, let's assume we get to go back. Okay. First of all, what I gain is I get to ride a horse wherever the fuck I want. That's awesome. Okay, but you didn't get there with a fucking horse. How are you getting your horse? I will procure Back to the Future style a suitcase full of era-specific money, and I will be rich. I'm going to be a rich man in town. Come on, dude. I'll, like, I'll How hard would it be, though? Like, I'll literally, go to if I was like, dude, use, use the money you have now. Tomorrow, you need a bunch of 1880 money. Go to Pawn Stars in Las Vegas. <laughs> But that 1880 money is going to cost you like a billion dollars now. Okay, we got to figure out a way to do this. There's got to be a way to do this. Because uh, you can't really bury it somewhere and find it. Because you, you can like convert it to gold. <laughs> that's not how the past works. No, that's not how the past works. That's not how the past works. God, I wish there was a way to send money to the past. Like... Oh, man. Yeah, you're going to have to take it with you. I think you just convert it all to gold, and then you take it with you. Mm-hmm. So you're going to spend... Let's say you, let's say in the, this time machine scenario, you get three days. Okay. You're going to spend all this time, like, bartering your gold? Uh, dude, I'm going to... Yeah. You, dude, it's, a, it's the West. They have places you take your gold, and they weigh it out, and they give you money. You just could you just go to the cash for gold place, and you'd be like, I got cash, I want gold. I don't think that they... You can procure I'll, gold I'll, somehow. You said that backwards. I understand <laughs> that, but I, I you can procure gold. 
That's a fucking expensive vacation you're working with now. Not really, dude. You can get, get like a, a little tiny pack. flake of gold and it would be worth a lot of money in the gold times. No, they're going to be like, dog, this is fucking Colorado. Do you know what we do here? What do you we do? We get gold out of the <laughs> earth. That is what our economy is based off of. Eureka, motherfucker. Have you heard it? I just think that gold has gone up in price. Oh, that's right. That sucks then. <laughs> So I'm getting less gold, and it's going to be worth less money in the past. This sucks. All I want is a horse. I mean, I guess you could just bring a horse into the time machine. By the yeah, of course, and of course, like I'm going to go horseback riding, and I'm going to ditch. I'm going to put the horse in a time machine. I'm going to go back to the 1880s for three you days. You can do that now. You can go to Colorado and ride a horse around. Yeah, now. but there's cars. I want to go to a time when there's no cars. There's places in Colorado with barely any cars. That's bull. I don't want any cars any a- anywhere. <laughs> no cars. Feel like no cars. You're no airplanes. You are blowing this opportunity. <laughs> I don't think so, dude. I think that, the, like you said, the present is pretty good. And every other era had a lot of death. It, like, every other era in human history is marked with a ton of people dying. So I'm just going to skirt that. I, don't I would go back in time to, like, 1938 yeah. and be like, let's all kill Hitler. And they'd be like, what? I'd be like deal with it i've talked about this before actually what i would really do speaking of going back to the 1990s Mm -hmm. what i would actually do is i would go back in time to when there was a double feature at some obscure drive-in of uh predator Uh uh-huh and uh the running man okay both starring arnie schwarzy right and my man, uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. You got it. And then once everyone's filing out, I'd be like, they're going to be governors someday. Those guys have it. And what it is, is governorship. <laughs> and everyone would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'd be like, mark my words. Governors. They will be governors someday. Yeah. And then you and, say, um, and then you hand them your address and you say, come find me in 2014. Exactly. Mail your apology letters right to this address <laughs> just simply a uh a self-addressed stamp envelope that says you're right will do so that i can mail it back to you and say i know that will that will be sufficient for me and you say i'm wasting this it's better than fucking like riding around a, a cholera ridden Mm-hmm. mule in colorado which you can do right now love it at least i get some i told you so out of <laughs> <laughs> oh i'll tell them all kinds of things i'll be like president garfield he's going down sure but nothing is as good as <laughs> arnold schwarzenegger and jesse the body ventura will both be governors <laughs> All right, well, let's get out the little tiny bit roll off. If you want to give us a call, leave us a voicemail. You can do so at 360-362-0024. We're each going to roll 20-sided dice. See who gets to talk first on the podcast this week. And here we go. Oh, yeah. Rolled a 19. I didn't even roll. One, because you're streaky, but two, because we're swapping up the format a little bit. Well, yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a little thing where I'm gonna bring some topics and Jesse's gonna riff on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's still basically the exact same format. 
but I'm just uh, doing less work because I'm so fucking busy. <laughs> well, you are taking uh, taking the time, so uh, let's let's start off here with a little tiny email, a couple of emails that we got this week, and these regard uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which is gaming. Here we go. Okay, so we got a couple voicemails this, or a couple emails this week. The first one I want to address uh, comes to us from Sean. Sean says, "I was wondering if you guys could elaborate on why three point five is so much better than four. Uh, this is regarding D and D additions." He says, "Also, does new D and D look like it will be any good? I have a bunch of four stuff that I bought because that's what my friends and I were playing. We were all new to D D and D, didn't know any better, and I was wasn't sure." If I should shell out for 3.5 stuff, but the new 5.0 starter set is coming out, or keep playing 4.0, which seems overly complicated. Everyone down here in Texas seems pretty keen on Pathfinder. How does that stack up to, stack up to D&D? Confused RPG or PS, get off my Shiner Bach. And that comes Ooh. to us from Sean in Texas. Sean, do you better have Pack South tickets, because they're on sale. Three-day passes are sold out. I know, three-day passes were $65. What are they? They're like $140 here. Uh, no, they're 110 for the three-day badge, and then it's 140 God. if you buy... Or that's for the four-day badge. It's 140 if you buy four single-day passes. I'm so glad that I'm a loyal customer so that I can just take it. Well, you just, know... Just, like, get reamed, pulled <laughs> up by my ankles, and they shake the coins out of my pockets. Well, I think I'm going to get rid of Xbox Live this year, so that'll save me 60 bucks. Good. Great for you. <laughs> All right. So Sean's question here. So 4.0 versus 3.5. Why Why is 4.0 uh, a great, disappointment great, to great, the 3.5? Great, 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 great question. Okay. And we got to, I mean, we can delve into the history of Dungeons and Dragons here. We can. And then let's also keep in mind that not everybody who listens to this podcast plays Dungeons and Dragons. So we got to keep it a little bit of a nerd to know as well. Nerd to know. Surely. Right. It, 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 this isn't going to be uh, overly complicated. Right. <laughs> so, sorry, I have a screaming baby uh -oh. on the other side of the door. It's pretty cool and very easy to concentrate. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Like we mentioned before in the last episode, there... Just sorry, we just have to also let people know that your wife is home. It's not like you. It's not like it's not like Russell Nisha is locked in a room. Uh, yeah, there's no neglect. Right. Okay. My, Carry on. My my wife is closely monitoring the dungeon. All right. Good. Uh, no. So you know we were talking about TSR and all the wacky shit they did. Right. On the last episode yes. and how they kind of floundered and actually ran that entire business into the ground. Uh huh. But uh, Wizards of the Coast ended up procuring it all, mm -hmm. and they were they released edition three point zero, third edition, right? Which shook everything up. It was the first edition in like twenty years, uh huh. And it, it it changed a bunch of stuff, but it obviously wasn't perfect. There, were, it it was broken. There were a lot of ways that you could manipulate the system and make certain characters super powerful. And certain other characters were basically useless. Right. 
And 3.5, I believe, I mean, someone can fact check me on this one, but I believe 3.5 came out before the acquisition of Wizards of the Coast by Hasbro. Okay. Wizards of the Coast got bought by Hasbro. Okay. As as you know. So yes. Dungeons & Dragons, in its current iteration, and like Magic the Gathering are both owned by Hasbro, which is the same company that owns, like, Battleship and basically every toy except for, like, the good ones. Well, I mean, Hasbro also owns, uh, I want to say Transformers? They probably own Transformers. They also own, like, Parker Brothers? Yeah, they own, like, Monopoly and Battleship and all the department store games, as Eric likes to call them. Yeah, or Fred Meyer games, basically. <laughs> that, that yeah, was they own G.I. Joe. They own Transformers. They own fucking everything they own Nerf. except for Barbie, basically. They own My Little Pony. They own Play-Doh. They own everything. They own everything. But there was this great edition of Dungeons & Dragons that was released by a company, Wizards of the Coast, that actually cared about it and wanted to make <laughs> a really good version of it. And they did in 3.5. And they released a bunch of supplemental uh, books and stuff that were really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 3.0, like 3.0, they, you know, obviously that was still Wizards of the Coast at the time. Right. And they released a bunch of shitty stuff. Well, yeah. But they, they got it together for 3.5, made a really <laughs> solid gaming system with a bunch of supplemental stuff that, you know, it doesn't break anything. And they created, like, this kind of great ecosystem right. of a really good Dungeons and Dragons game. Right. And that's what uh I, you know, I started with AD&D. I really liked 3.0 and then I bought all the 3.0 stuff and then 3.5 came out. And I was like, "Oh, this is way better." And that's kind of what I stuck with. Right. And that's what I trained all my friends to like. Yes. Like Eric and Levi and Shorty and uh, Corey Kershaw. Yeah, but I mean, you're not the only one who likes 3.5. I mean, there's a lot of 3.5 purists out there. Because 4.0 rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Well, let's talk about 4.0. Yeah, so, I mean... I'll tell you what happened with 4.0. <laughs> okay. Because this is... It came out when I was working at the aforementioned board game store. Uh-huh. And uh, 4.0 came out at the height of popularity of World of Warcraft. Right. Uh, they were trying to make Dungeons & Dragons more like World of Warcraft. Okay. Yeah, I think they were just trying to make it more accessible specifically to board ga- or to video gamers. Well, but specifically, when you think role-playing and you think video games, at that era, the, those two were in the same breath with World of Warcraft wherever you went. They were making it like World of Warcraft. Okay. And and they made it so that, like, certain character classes would... There was the tank that could draw the attention of enemies. And that right. was, like, your fighter in World of Warcraft, your warrior or whatever. And they had the DPS guy, and they had the wizard who was, like, area of effect and crowd control and stuff. They made it basically like World of Warcraft as a tabletop game. And I'm 100% convinced... That once Hasbro got into it, they were thinking, World of Warcraft is successful. We have this license in Dungeons and Dragons that's kind of like World of Warcraft because if you kind of like go back to the murky past, World of Warcraft is based a lot off of this. So let's right. make let's make D and D a lot like W O W, and then they released 
box the, the miniatures they made it a lot more they made it less about role playing uh-huh and they made it more about they're like screw the role playing let's make it more about the battles that right. take place on the grid yeah I and mean, they basically made it so that you couldn't improvise as much in fights it was more about character classes and your abilities of your character as opposed to like I want to, like, you know, you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. You could be like, okay, I want to grab this guy's arm and try to twist it behind his back. And 4.0 didn't really allow you the opportunity to do that sort of stuff. 4.0 specifically made it so that you could move people around on the grid. Right. Where it's like, you and I play Dungeons and Dragons without a grid. Yeah, we play over Skype. We do it entirely uh, via words, right? And and, I mean, we you'll draw a map so you can get your bearings, but we're not. We don't have a grid. We don't have miniatures. We're just yeah. There's no like you're here, and then uh, you know five squares up, and then three squares to the left. There's another guy. You know, we do it all all via you know verbiage, right? And they made that basically impossible in fourth edition, and. I'm 100% convinced it was because they also released the miniatures for the game, like the pieces that you'd use on the grid. But what they did was they released them in boxes that were closed, and you didn't know what you were getting. (laughs) They were trying to sell little Mm. fucking pieces of plastic, and you don't even know what pieces of plastic you're getting in a box... Which is interesting because it's basically the same model that they use for Magic the Gathering. It's the Magic card approach. Right. But it's for little pieces of plastic for a, a game that you're... I mean, Magic yeah, cards are a lot more accessible. And also, Magic cards retain their value well, a lot more. And the other part about this is that like, if I want a dwarf uh, barbarian, then I, I want a dwarf barbarian. I don't want to have to shuffle through a bunch of boxes to find right. my dwarf barbarian. I don't want to have to buy ten boxes and... Right. Hope that I get a dwarf barbarian. I don't want my mini. That's what I don't they're want trying my, to do. Yeah, I, I don't want my mini to dictate what my character is. Right, yeah. and that that was the Hasbro ap- approach. They're like, we're going to make money by selling these guys boxes that they don't know what's inside of, and they built f- Fourth Edition to accommodate that. Yeah, and that's why Fourth Edition sucks because it wasn't <laughs> built to be a game that's good and fun to play. It was built to be a game where players are forced to buy these boxes that right. they don't know what's inside of. And it seems to me that 4th edition is and you know like I said basically I played a little bit of 4th but I played I played mostly 3.5. It seems to me that 4th edition is the furthest thing away from the core of Dungeons and Dragons that's ever been produced. Yeah, it, it's it got not away really from about itself. it's not about storytelling, it's not about character development, yeah. it's about putting it's about going to the game store and buying a box and then picking a guy out of the box and putting it on a grid and yeah. rolling dice to see if he does things. And so the next edition, which is 5th edition, or D&D Next, that's coming out. Uh, the, the, the base set is coming out, or the base rules are coming out uh, on July 15th, which is, which is right around the corner. But you can actually go onto Wizards' website right now and download the uh download the the basic rules and i was like oh basic rules would probably be like a couple pages it's 110 pages it's basically the entire player handbook uh yeah. without well, they gotta without all the fancy something pictures. to write the ship yeah and and so have you looked at all of this D fifth edition no 
Because what it seems to me is that 5th edition is, is definitely trying to right the ship. They're definitely trying to get it back toward role-playing. They're definitely trying to get it back toward uh, enabling the player to do what they want, which is what Dungeons & Dragons is all about. That's why I fell in love with Dungeons & Dragons, because like the first time we sat down at a table and you said, okay, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know, what can I do? And you're like, whatever you want, just do something. <laughs> you can literally do whatever you want. It's not a video game. Like 4th edition turned into a video game. This is... So they're getting back to those roots, uh, but there's some there's some uh, there's some interesting changes, and it seems to me that the main um, shift here in fifth edition is that not only are they shifting back more toward role playing, but they're shifting toward a a place where it's easier to DM. Which, oh, are they? Yeah, which as a which as a person who is who is uh, fledgling in in dungeon masterdom, uh, I I I'm kind of interested in what they're doing here. Um, how, how how is that? Uh, so the first thing is there's an advantage and disadvantage system that they're putting into the game, which I think is pretty intriguing. So basically, if you're in a scenario where you're at an advantage or at a disadvantage, then you get to roll 2d20s. And if you're in an advantage... That's pretty cool. Yeah, if you're in an advantage, then you get to take the higher score. And if you're at a disadvantage, you have to take the lower score. Um, which huh. I think is a pretty cool little mechanic. I actually like that a lot. I, I mean, there's some weird things about 3.5 too. It's definitely not a perfect system, right? right. Especially because like you could be you could build a character where you know you spent your entire life as a long jumper. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. So you get like you get like a plus twelve to jumping, right. but you know you're in a jumping competition with a dwarf. <laughs> and you roll a three, and he rolls a twenty and beats you. Like that should never really happen. <laughs> but it does sound like you know, roll two dice right. and pick the biggest, you, the you know, the best number, and the, whoever's at a disadvantage has to take the lowest number. That does seem to kind of like counteract the chaotic nature of three point five. Well, another thing that kind of ca- counteracts that, but also kind of counteracts the specialty that you're talking about from those skill checks, is the way that skills work in 5th uh-huh. edition. So in 5th edition, they still have the skills. I mean, there's a lot of skills you can choose from. But instead of assigning points to skills, you get a proficiency bonus for the skills that you choose. So you're choosing skills as opposed to uh, assigning skill points to your skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and this might be getting a little weighty for the listeners who don't play Dungeons & Dragons, but... Um, but basically you pick your skills and then you get a base proficiency bonus to all those skills and your proficiency bonus starts off at plus two and increases as you level up. Mm. So you're more picking like what you're good at as opposed to how good you are at things. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fine. Yeah. And then, um, and then the other main difference and I'll, and I'll, uh, be quick for the people who may not, <laughs> who may not like Dungeons and Dragons. But Don't worry about it. They're, yeah. they're all like clocked out by now. That's true. That's true. Uh, the final thing here is that, that I want to talk about is bounded accuracy. So this is, yeah. uh, what they're, what they're calling bounded accuracy. And basically what this means is that your accuracy will not increase as you level up necessarily. So, uh, it's not, and so when you level up, your hit points will go up, your damage will go up, but your accuracy may not actually go up. Your damage goes up? Yeah, your, well, your, yeah, your damage goes up and your hit points go up. Huh. So basically, they're, they're allowing you to scale monsters without having to, uh, it, 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 Basically, they built this system so that they don't have to scale things based on levels. So you, if you have a guy who's like level 
12, which I've never had a guy who's level 12. <laughs> but, uh, for like level 12 guys, pretty, pretty strong, You'll pretty get good. There. Don't worry. Okay, good. Uh, pretty strong, pretty good. But the DM doesn't have to be like, okay, well, this door, this steel door that's locked, uh, well, he's gonna be able to bust right through that because he's gonna have no problem with it. Basically, a steel door is as hard to open if you're at level 1 as it is if you're at level 12. And yeah, that's a pretty fucking stupid DM, though. Well, <laughs> Just put a well, magical lock on it, idiot. <laughs> see, here's the thing, and that's why I think that 5th edition caters more towards uh, expanding the uh, opportunity for, for new DMs. Trying to, trying to break the mystique of DMing a little bit, which... Mm-hmm. May not be, you know, uh, I, I may not be your type of deal because you're a very accomplished DM. You've been DM, DMing for a very long time, so you don't really need this stuff. <laughs> I put that on my resume. Yeah, <laughs> accomplished DM. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I said, you you can think about the solution to that problem in a second. But people who are get just getting into it might have a, might have trouble doing that sort of thing. So that's fair. Yeah, I so, mean, it's taken me out. I don't even think I'm a very good DM. But oh, like, it's are. taken me a long time to get to this <laughs> point. Well, regardless, so and I, when I do something stupid, I feel pretty bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> like that was goddamn stupid. Well, it's because you take your first man in, last man out mentality to everything you do, including <laughs> DMing. You know that's true. <laughs> first die roll, last die roll. Exactly. So anyway, I I think that uh, fifth edition sounds like it might be something that we should give a shot to. Um and uh, yeah, but there's also Pathfinder though, which was part right. of the question. So yeah, and that's the final part of the question. Basically, Pathfinder is three point five, but they just kept kept it going. Yeah, it, it's like the same guy who designed three point five but left the company and right. did it even better. <laughs> I would love to play it, but yeah. here's what's holding me back. One, I'm not fucking buying a bunch of new books. <laughs> Two, I'm not fucking reading a bunch of new books. Yep. So, you know, it's yep. time and money thing. I'm I'm familiar with, I'm comfortable with three point five. Right. It, you know, if I had to improvise it, I probably could. It wouldn't be a great story, but you know, if it, if I had to, I could do it because I'm that comfortable with it. Yeah, but exactly. I'm I'm not really willing to switch <laughs> over to a new. You yeah. know, maybe uh, Rocky Mountain Correspondent will be the yeah. next DM for Fifth Edition, and I would be happy to play, but yeah. I'm not going through all that. Well, yeah, let's let's go ahead and put that on him, Levi. Why don't you? Because like. You know, I think it's actually pretty great the way that they're rolling this out. Um, in that you could just get the base rule book for free online right now, um, and it looks just skimming it looks a lot like the three point five pound book. Um, so maybe maybe Levi could take the lead for us here, and uh, maybe maybe we could do a campaign a little later in the year and get get an actual flavor for what it's all about. That'd be fun. I'd love to tear him apart. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's your D and D moment for the day. Die, die or D- die? Die in Bronson, Missouri. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna move on to the second topic of the show. The second topic is Kickstarter. Hey Toots, how about a cookie? <laughs> no dice. No dice. <laughs> this ain't over. <laughs> you do a pretty good Simpsons voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I watch a lot of that show. So, Jesse, I don't know if you've been following this, but there is a Kickstarter craze happening at this point. 
this better not be that fucking guy making a sandwich. It's not a sandwich, buddy. It's a potato salad. What? What is up? I I saw it on Reddit, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not clicking on that. I don't. I don't need to be a part of this. So it's what is happening? So crazy. It's crazy. So this guy posted this thing. His name's Zach Danger Brown. He's from Columbus, Ohio. Fake name. And he said, "I'm making a potato from a salad <laughs> from a fake." T- uh, I'm making a potato salad, and that's his Kickstarter. He was trying to make ten dollars, um, and he he got to that point pretty quickly. So, so first of all, he said, "I'm making potato salad." The whole description is basically, "I'm just making potato salad. I haven't decided what kind yet." And he had a picture of potato salad on there. So that's the beginning of this Kickstarter: potato salad, ten dollars. And made that made that goal made that goal. Uh, decided to put some stretch goals on. He said at thirty five dollars, I will make four times as much potato salad. I know forty isn't four times ten, but you guys have earned it. Says seventy five dollars pizza party, one hundred dollars. I will try two different pos- pizza potato party salad. for who for himself. I don't know. It's just a pizza party. Ugh. Then hundred dollars makes me so mad. Hundred dollars, I will try two different potato salad recipes. Cool. So I checked this yesterday, and yesterday he had four thousand dollars. This is so stupid. I just checked it today, and as of the as of the moment it's recording, is forty three thousand fifty seven dollars with five thousand two hundred sixty four backers. Um, I'm so mad. He's gonna have a pizza. Po- he's gonna have a. Uh, uh, this gonna- motherfucker <laughs> better give all the money to Wounded Warrior Project or fucking Child's Play or charity of his choice because this is so stupid. Okay, I I I I totally agree with you that this is stupid. He better not just pocket this and be like, "Well, I guess I got lucky on the internet." Okay, Jesse, I I I I 100% agree with you that this is ridiculously stupid. But why does it incite anger in your soul? Because th- it this is not what Kickstarter is supposed to be. Kickstarter is supposed to be like I have this great idea. I need some help. I'll give you this so that I can get to my goal. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be I'm making a potato salad. Oh my god, I'm so funny. I'm backing this guy making a potato salad. Here, take some money so that you can spend it on like dope or whatever. <laughs> so- it's so stupid. I'm so annoyed by this. And this is just internet, specifically Reddit, groupthink, moronic behavior where it's like the absurdity is hilarious, even though. We have money to spend on things that could be actually put to a good use. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with anything that you say. Uh, but are you mad at this guy or are you mad at the internet? Both. Why are no, you mad at I'm this guy? No, I'm not mad at this guy. I, I really don't think that this guy was like, "I'm going to do this." No, and I'm, I'm going to make forty three thousand dollars. It's fine. Put uh, do what. Do a little Kickstarter to make a potato salad. That doesn't make me mad. Right, and that's a joke. Yeah, it's hilarious, actually. This guy is yeah. fine. 
and it's I love- totally cool in my book. What makes me ba- mad is the guy who is like, oh, they've got $2,000 already? Let me give you more money for nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's basically become a meme. I mean, they're, they're going to be selling hats now. And uh, hats at the $25 level, and the $25 level is the bulk, I believe, of the backers. Um, uh, but you could be giving this money to fucking cancer charity. Yeah, exactly. Or you could be you could be giving it to an actual business who's actually trying to raise money for, like, that meat slicer so that they can slice enough meat to hire a private and guest investigator to go. That's a much <laughs> situation. Yeah. I mean, I think that <laughs> Sorry. like a noble cause Any, like that. Anytime you say much taste situation, I can't stop laughing. Um, and I think that the internet's wallet is a place of, and specifically Reddit wallet is a place of stupidity. It is also a place of justice boners, and I feel like... Oh, was there some sort of weird justice boner that happened? No, but I feel like if he pockets the money, then a justice boner will spring. Yeah, you got to. If if this is you, you have to be like, okay, this got out of hand. I'm going to keep two grand. Fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep two grand and call it a day, and I'm going to give the rest to Child's Play... Or the rest of whatever cause right. Right. du jour. Right. And um, then I'll feel good about myself and I've done a good thing. And I've, I've, cr- I've, I've kept enough to make me whole. Right. Keep enough to make you whole. Uh-huh. But don't forget the fact that you were just putting up a stupid thing about potato salad on the internet. And you got a ridiculous amount of money for nothing. Do you think that there's a part of this that is a hope of internet peeps? Of, uh, of of weird usernames on Reddit that are hoping that at some point that 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 this is just one of them and they're saying, well, this is one of me. This guy's making bank off his potato salad. By the way, he still has twenty three days to go on this thing. Uh, has made forty three thousand dollars. Know what I feel about the people who are like me? What? I need to take your money. <laughs> I'm not giving you shit. Yeah. I'm. Tr- I need to get money from you. Like, but I don't I, understand I, this whole like groupthink mentality yeah. on the internet. Like, this is some sort of wacky, absurdo guy. Like, let me give him a twenty-five bucks for potato salad. Well, it's Fuck also- off. <laughs> <laughs> give me money, potato salad guy. <laughs> it's also. I think part of it is that now it's become a meme. People want to be a part of the meme. Who wants to be a part? of... Who wants to be a part of the potato salad thing? I think... What, it, I, what, what does that net you in real life? It's Dude, these are people who live and die on karma, which is an invisible thing. Karma is stupid. Exactly. All karma is is internet points. All these people want is internet points. The so Hindus are pissed. They're going... <laughs> no, exactly. You've bastardized <laughs> us. Yeah. Uh, the... <laughs> I think I have a name for the episode. The Hindus are pissed. Uh, they, <laughs> um, I, but I think that this is part of it is that these people are trying to make internet points. And so you can make an internet point by being a part of this meme and donating your $10 or donating your $25 and getting Lie about it. Just lie about it. That's Lying what- about giving someone money is a nobler cause. Well, Jesse, I mean, Jesse, lying about giving someone who doesn't deserve money mm-hmm. 
is a nobler cause than actually giving them money for internet points. So, Jesse, here's the deal. Because Troll. innovation innovation is finding the why behind the why. Okay? So, we found okay, the why. Steve Jobs. We found the why. Now we need to find the why behind the why. And I think that you and I have just stumbled upon a great business idea. Okay. The business idea is that they're selling these potato salad hats for $25. This is a trucker hat. It is mesh. you got to be fucking kidding me on zazzle.com what does it say uh zazzle zazzle motherfuckers they jip me by the way i'm sorry to all the romano yes uh people mm-hmm. i didn't mean to use that in a hateful way right but i bought a hat from them and they charged me and never shipped it so that's cool go with zazzle okay so they're going with so this is another thing this is another why behind the why they're going with zazzle they're selling a trucker hat for 25 dollars. i think that you and i need to make the potato salad knockoff hat sell it for fifteen dollars and then we found the why behind the why we can get these people to be a part of the meme without being part of the meme i do love that see this is where it happens i this is where the shark tank swims motherfuckers i had a moment today okay, okay. yep i've i've been working on this bottling machine right mm-hmm. these bottling machines sell for 50 grand mm-hmm and I've gotten to the point where I understand every single facet of the machine. Right. I was talking to the, the owner of the brewery that I work for. I was like, maybe our next big scam would be selling <laughs> these. Because we could make one of these and sell it for 40 grand, you know? There you go. But I think that's what you're at. Find the why behind the why, man. Mm-hmm. That will be a good Kickstarter. Knock off... A uh, craft beer brewing uh, bottling machine. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this is the problem. You're going to run into patents and stuff. I don't think there's any copyright in the potato salad hat. <laughs> so what would your hat be? I don't know. It would just say, I'm a part of the potato salad meme. Been there, bought the potato salad hat, right. wore it out. $10 backer. Potato backer. We could come up with better stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's not great. You, me... Conference room, six pack of beer, potato chips. I'm just saying the potato salad. Ooh, potato chips. Oh shit. The potato salad flavored potato chip oh, themed hat. Oh god. Potato salad flavored potato chips. You've made Why is that not a thing, by the way? They you've... have ketchup and pickles and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's all the it's all the stuff that's on the potato salad plus the potato. Right. It's like real life flavoring because the potato is part of it. Jesse, you and I are becoming, uh, I think we're going to be on Shark Tank very soon. <laughs> Although I prefer the. Except it's our own version of Shark Tank called right. Shark Tank. <laughs> God, no. And we do it on a YouTube channel. I don't like and it. We, we get Kickstarter like backers. Okay, I like it. I thought you were going somewhere else. There's Ooh. also, let's see, what is this? Is it Dragon's Den? That's the Canadian version. I think maybe we should do that one. There's less competition. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, that's the Potato Salad Kickstarter. Check it out. Potato that's Salad so Kickstarter. Stupid. Put it in your goog. If, if you do that, <laughs> if you pack some guy's potato salad, you're stupid. And you deserve <laughs> to be shamed for that. <laughs> that's what the hats say. I deserve to be shamed for the Potato Salad Kickstarter. You know what I kickstarted? I bought a book off of Kickstarter of a guy who, uh, he was a striker, he was in a striker 
brigade or battalion or whatever mm-hmm. in in the Iraq war and he kickstarted the book that told the story of his experiences in the Iraq war. I feel like that's a good thing to kickstart. Yeah, I mean, but there's also it's like, potato it's, salad. It's a guy who doesn't have a voice, who fought in a war, and who would otherwise not be able to publish a book about his experiences in the war. Yeah, but then he got potato salad. But then he got a potato salad, and we're so funny because we're Reddit. <laughs> we got a potato salad. <laughs> you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. <laughs> ashamed. <laughs> you know what? Uh. Save that money. Go to Amazon.com. Buy this way to the gas, ladies and gentlemen. Read it and then adjust your life accordingly. <laughs> yes. Early recommendation. Oh man, I love I love whipping you up into a rage like this is awesome. Ah, it's so it, it flies in the face of what Kickstarter is about. I I find it surprising that Kickstarter approved this. Yes, that's the number because like Kickstarter is like Kickstarter is not uh they're 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 kind of stingy on their approval guidelines. Kickstarter, you're making plenty of money right now. Please donate whatever that idiot got and give it to like the Holocaust Foundation or something that spreads awareness of what the real world is actually about because guess what motherfuckers it's not about cooking potato salad potato salad 2016 that's all i'm saying oh my god jesse let's do some trivia let's let's try to calm you down here uh, let's, let's it, talk it, you it off the ledge here oh it is it will be because it is a what number is that this die sucks it's a five uh that's science and nature this is great jesse you love science and okay. nature you're Squirrels okay with this shit yeah, you're okay with this. Okay. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I got the word out. <laughs> All right, Jesse, this question's for you. Please play like at home. Where is the coccyx? Throat? <sighs> I'm going to go with the ear, just to be contrarian. Uh, the base of the spine. I'm going to give it to neither of us. Um, I'm fairly confident that the throat is not located in the base of the spine, <laughs> nor is the ear. <laughs> Sorry, for some reason I was envisioning like the base of the brainstem, not the base of the spine. <laughs> well, Jesse, I got something to tell you. It's really throaty. Like it's- <laughs> <laughs> I got the I got a pharynx coccyx. <laughs> that uh, coccyx is really cool. <laughs> All right, this question for me: Who patented the first phonograph? That would be Thomas Edison. Oh, that's a motherfucking bell, baby. Thomas Edison. Woo, woo, woo. All right, one for me. Just see this how question. much money would Thomas Edison have made on Kickstarter? Zero dollars. But Nikola Tesla also. No, I'd Tesla. Love to see, yeah. I'd love to see that Kickstarter war. <laughs> I can make energy from the motherfucking air, idiots. <laughs> That's my Tesla impersonation. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tesla calling everyone idiots probably wouldn't help him too much. What's but... up, you fucking idiots? <laughs> what Weird <up>? video. <laughs> What up, idiots? Hey, I just made this electricity from the air. 
<laughs> Jesse's question for you. Which of the five senses are you most likely to lose if hit by lightning? Uh, I'm going to go with smell. I'm, I'm feeling smell right now. I, I feel like smell is good. I'm going to go with taste, just uh, to be contrarian. <laughs> oh, it's hearing. Fuck. Really? Yeah, yes. That's what the card says. Like a... I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, it blows out your eardrums. Yeah, that makes that actually makes perfect sense. Yeah, smell would actually be weird. Yeah, uh, it would be very bizarre. What kind... Of, this one's for me. What kind of fruit were the golden apples of Greek mythology? I'll go with a pear. Golden apples. Fuck it. Apples. The correct answer is apricots. Oh, geographically close. <laughs> All right. Well, I won that one, Jesse. Uh, but we're going to do uh, a topic that's just for you this time, and that is, is it worse than a punch in the face? Jesse, don't go! Jesse, no! I'm sorry, Daisy, but I'm a loner, and a loner's got to be alone. We'll be calling police, and you'll be arrested for assault, sir. And you just punched me in the face. Yeah, and I'm going to punch you again. All right, man. I'm just drunk enough to get all riled up about this. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> tell me what you think about this, Eric. Mm-hmm. I work at location A. There's a coffee shop, location B. Go over there, get my uh, mid-afternoon, you know, cup of coffee. I like their coffee. Jazz, yeah, me too. Jazzes me up yeah. so that I can get through the rest of the day. I'm walking back to my workplace, uh-huh. and someone's like, hey, excuse me. And uh, they're in their car, and I'm on foot, and I walk over there, and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, I'm, right. I'm very cordial at this point. I'm like, hey, right. uh, yeah, how can I help you? And they're right. like, where can I get fresh crab? Okay. And, and their car is in front of a place that where sells- you can get fresh crab exactly and they're like but not right here not at (laughs) key city where can i get fresh crab but not at key city what and i'm like why don't they want crab from there i i don't know do you say literally everywhere else gets a crab from the same place yeah and so they're like where can i get fresh crab but not at key city and me, I'm just trying to walk back to work with my coffee, right. and I'm like, I, I don't know. And then they give me the stare with the shrug. They give me the stare shrug, like, <laughs> what? What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> and they gave me like sort of a, like, the, like a sigh, <laughs> right? So like, I'm your fucking tour guide, like. I'm just a guy that you pulled off of the street to ask me, where can you get fresh crab, even though you can get fresh crab less than 30 feet from where you're (laughs) idling your car right now. So, Jesse, you have to let me know, though. What are you wearing at this point? I'm wearing probably jeans with, like, holes in the knees and then my flannel and probably a green cap. And what are you wearing for shoes? Uh, like rub, like rubber, like rubber shoes that you would wear on like a crabbing vessel. Yeah. So basically, this person has seen deadliest catch. <laughs> they see you walking across the street, and they say, "Here's a crabber." 
And they are flabbergasted because they they get all of their information only through Discovery Channel reality shows. And they uh, say, how does this person not know? This person is obviously a crabber standing in a shipyard full of boats on stilts. Okay. So, Eric, it's the worst time punch in the face. I don't know, man. I feel like this is weird. Like, originally I was like, no, because this is just small town. And it's right. weird because it's small town, but we're still in Washington, so you're still going to get the Seattle chill. It's, it, 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 it spans out. and But you're definitely like, this is like the smallest town you've ever lived in, is Port Townsend. That's true. Because you've lived in Bremerton, which is like 50,000. You've lived in Seattle, which is 700,000. You've lived in Bellingham, which I assume is somewhere in between. It's like 150 or something. Right. And uh, so this is this is the smallest town. So at first I was like small town, but the shrug and the stare... Is. Right, yeah, they made me feel bad about not knowing. <laughs> it, it was something. It would be fine if it were like, okay, no big deal, whatever. But they like gave me like a stink eye. Did you walk? Did you just walk off? Was that the end of the interaction? Yeah. I mean, what the fuck else am I supposed to say? Yeah, I feel like this person needed a lot of crab, bought out the crab at that place. And was looking oh, for more crab. You think they bought out all the crab? And they were under pressure. They were under stress because they got a hungry crab-eating family back at the beach what ready I, for a cookout. What I feel happened was they went there and was like, well, I'm not spending seven ninety nine a pound for crab. Send me to the other crab place. And uh-huh. they're like, what other crab place? <laughs> they were like, we'll figure it out. <laughs> And we'll then figure I got it out. Their crosshairs, like, send me to the other crab place. Yeah, this is, and the other thing about this is they're probably eating Dungeness crab, which is like the best crab in the world. Everybody wants king crab. Uh, debatable. What do you like? King, king's. Better. Oh come on, king crab is not better. It's bigger. It's not better. Okay, to be totally honest, mm-hmm. I don't really eat crab or shellfish or any really anything that comes out of the ocean. <laughs> Well, there you go. You're totally the wrong person. Maybe you should stop dressing exactly. like a crabber. <laughs> All I'm saying is that this is Dungeness Crab. This is like the best crab in the world. And if they don't want to pay that much for Dungeness Crab, they can go keep Fine. themselves literally in their own ass. But I don't know. So, Eric, is it better or worse than a bunch in the face? Um, I'm going to go better. Because I'd rather okay. be. I'd rather have that happen to me than get punched in the face. All right. Okay. Let me take you on a journey mm-hmm. and the listeners uh, this is a preemptive Jesus Christ what, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what? Eric oh man okay okay so part of the situation has to be the recent $15 an hour thing that's being passed in Seattle yes New $15 minimum wage mandate, which will be enacted within the next seven years. Right. Which, in my opinion, means no more tipping. No more tipping. No more tipping anyone ever in Seattle at all. And I'll tell you why, Eric. I'm actually okay with that. If they're making a living wage, you don't need tips. Exactly. That's the whole point of... and. You do realize like that's what happens in Europe. They just pay them a normal wage, and then they don't have to rely on other people to randomly give them money. We, I mean, we compared the wage that's going to be happening in, happening in Seattle to the wage that's happening in mm-hmm. Australia mm-hmm. because it's comparable. There's no tips there. Right. You're getting a living wage. We, as 
consumers don't have to tip you anymore because that was the whole stupid argument about tips right. because there's places where it's like yeah I, I you know I'm a yeah. I work in a diner in Idaho we've all, we've all, we've get... all seen the beginning of reservoir dogs we understand what tips are for yeah sorry like, I didn't mean to I, cut you I, off. I, no <laughs> I work in a diner in Idaho and yeah. I get paid two dollars and thirteen cents an hour and without weight uh, tips I can't make a living wage. Exactly. You know, that's the point yeah. of tips, which is a stupid. It is stupid. You know, kind of equation anyway. Like, we as consumers have to kind of guess how much they actually deserve so that they can actually get by and live. But then it's also an ego thing. Like, it's like, well, I can tip more. I have so. never felt that way. Well, I always tip the same. So, wherever I'm okay. at. Okay. The point whatever. is $15 an hour. You don't get tips anymore. Okay. And every single server in Washington State is going to object to that. And I'll tell you why. Because you work five <laughs> you work five tables an hour. Yep. Which is a pretty conservative amount. Okay. And you have let's say three people there with a you know, a ten dollar app you know, entree. So thirty dollars plus fifteen dollars worth of tips. Okay. Are, $15 worth of uh, beverages, so $45, you get so $45, <laughs> you know, your tip is going to be 5 bucks times 5 tables, so now you're making $25 worth of tips Yeah, per hour. You're making and, more than $5 per table. I mean... Yeah, like, plus, yeah, plus your wage, Right, and if your wage is... Fifteen dollars plus twenty five dollars an hour in tips. Suddenly you're making like sixty dollars, right? But I'm you're probably sure that math. But, but you're probably not. Well, I don't think you're making sixty dollars, but I think you're probably no. making. Uh, but you're also probably not working full time. Don't care. Okay, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> I but that's what a lot of people. I mean, that's why the that's why the service industry is a is a good industry for a lot of people is because they can go into there, they can make a good living. And they don't have to work full time. Yeah. So they if you work a good living, and no. they have an entitlement complex based off of that, <laughs> and they only have to work twenty dollars an hour, and if you don't give them twenty percent, suddenly you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this can all go. Here's what the punch in the face is to me. Okay. Here's what I do. Because things are so crazy at work, I'm getting pulled in to do extra stuff. I have to set up for two weddings this weekend, 4th of July weekend. Okay. Right. 4th of July is Friday. Yep. I am loading kegs up (laughs) into my van by muscle, by the way, Uh and taking them. One of them, I'm taking it to this guy's house, literally pulling the kegs out of my van across this, like, lifting them. Across this guy's lawn, <laughs> setting it up for him. And I have, like, a box set up. So it's like I have a CO2 tank. I open up, hook it up to the kegs. Yeah. Through, like, this nice-looking box set up to the handle. So all you have to do is pull the handle. You can draw you know, draft beer off of it. I, uh, I give this guy a tutorial <laughs> of how to operate everything. Uh-huh. It's his wedding. Zero dollars of tips. Wow. I get 
absolutely nothing. Do that twice. Two weddings. This, this one guy I'm talking about, I take it to his fucking house next day. <laughs> it's just Saturday. So the you, 5th of July. Yeah. I pick it up from his house and take it to the reception venue. Literally break it all down, set it all up back at his reception venue. Still zero fucking dollars. See, that's bullshit. Because you have to. You, you're supposed to tip your your people who are who work at your wedding. That's part of the I've deal. I've done more that's, work than yeah. a fucking caterer. Like, <laughs> I, I, I brewed the fucking beer. I <laughs> well, like. If yeah. we're gonna translate this, I no. slaughtered the fucking cattle and I cut am, it I up. I know this guy slighted you, man. This is worse than a punch in the face because this twice, guy does not twice yeah. in the same day. No, and this twice. guy doesn't understand that. First of all, you're supposed to tip everybody at your wedding. You're supposed to tip your DJ. You're supposed to tip your caterer. You're supposed to tip everybody who's involved in your wedding. I don't know. Aside from the priest, the motherfucker who came in on yeah. The 5th of July, specifically the only thing I did no. that day was set up fucking beer shit for him on his wedding day. Mm-hmm. No, that's, <sighs> that's bad etiquette. That's and bad this, etiquette. this is why no more tips. $15 <laughs> an hour living wage for everyone in Seattle is awesome. I love it. Love it. Uh-huh. It's awesome for everyone. But yeah, no, no tips. tips. And this is why fucking lazy-ass servers and bartenders are going to object to it. <laughs> because they're used to making fucking $60, $70, $80, an hour. Because wow. everything's so skewed right now. It's like, you pour me a pint of beer and I give you an extra dollar tip? Fuck off. I made the <laughs> fucking beer. I, I brewed it. I fermented it. I racked it into another tank cleaned the first tank by the way put it into kegs use the hand <laughs> truck to put the kegs in your fucking cold room hooked it up and then who's gonna like pull the lever she gets money for it it's so stupid 15 dollars an hour is great for everyone in seattle love it but no more tips because the tips are out of control and the people who actually do the real work get nothing well, and that's a skew of the industry, and I and I, I agree with you there. The, the guy should have tipped you. That was that was bad, uh, bad tact on his point. So, uh, I'm, and I'm with you, man. I think that if you're going to be making a living wage, then then that's I don't know. Like, you don't have to tip the person at McDonald's who's making the same wage as the bartender. Right, and that's why they're all going to have a problem with it. Is because there's an entitlement mentality to servers and bartenders and it drives me crazy because they do nothing <laughs> they do nothing and I, if something really goes wrong yeah i'm the guy who fixes the problem and by the way you you know from experience because you have actually bartended i've bartended i've bust yeah. guess what when i was a bus boy it was my responsibility to collect tips from the servers and i would get like three dollars for a night they would give me nothing <laughs> it drives me crazy tip your fucking plumber yeah tip your carpenter yeah tip or skilled no labor tips. we know we need no tips this is there's a future <laughs> with no tips and it's right. uh it, it's a whatever <laughs> well let's let's Let's. I want to hear from some Australians. I know that we have some Australians listening to the podcast. I know you're also Australian, uh, but I'd love to hear kind of what this what this is all about in Australia because they do have that comparable wage. Exactly. Um, so, 
Uh, but let's move on here. We're, we're going to go to our Facebook random, but before we do, we're going to talk about the Bald Move Network. Uh, BaldMove.com, guys, that is our home. We love it there. It's cozy. It's warm. And there's a lot of other stuff that you can get there. Uh, right now, there's a True Blood podcast. There's Orange's New Black podcast. Uh, there is a 24 podcast happening right now. Plus, like, TV podcasts out the ass for all of the shows that you've been TiVoing. Uh, we're talking Game of Thrones. We're talking Breaking Bad. We're talking Fargo. We're talking Mad Men. Anything that you want to watch, there's a TV podcast that coincides with it on baldmove.com. There's also the Because Show, uh, the lovely women down in uh, Southern California uh, talking about books and uh, dildos and stuff. It's pretty cool. And and then we also have Up Here's Downstairs, which is talking everything and warning. If it's on Masterpiece, on PBS, it's on up yours downstairs. We got a ton of stuff there. Go to baldmove.com and then get in touch with us. Uh, you can call us 360-362-0024. You could uh, send us an email, personalarrogance at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. We're at the Bald Move Facebook page and we're at our own Personal Arrogance Facebook page, which is where we do the Facebook roundup. So be sure to like us there. Uh, you can uh, recommend us on iTunes. Give us a little rating. It helps us boost our, our stuff. And if you can't do any of that, Please just tell a friend. Get your friends listening to the show. That way you can have inside jokes that are our inside jokes. And then our inside jokes are everybody's inside jokes. And then they're not inside jokes anymore. So do that stuff. Uh, as I said before, we're on Facebook. We have the Facebook Roundup. We post it. We're recording every week. Ask you what you want us to talk about. And we talk about it. And uh, let me open Facebook real quick. Because I didn't have it open. Because it always boops when I'm doing it. Because you guys fill up this Facebook Roundup with stuff. Uh <laughs> And come on, Facebook. You could do it. Okay, here it is. So the first one comes to us from uh, Rolla Tomasi. He says, Eric, why don't you accept my friend request, dog? I thought we were boys. And Rolo, I love you, man. I just, I, I don't really accept Facebook requests from, from listeners. Make an exception. <sighs> I should. He's been making me feel good on Facebook. No, I know. He's great. He's, I mean, because I've been in comment threads with him, it's all good. I'm. Just, I have a mantra. I have a. I have a. A personal thing. So I feel a bit bad about it. I. I That's fair enough. I, Live vicariously I, through me, Rolo. It's okay, Rolo. Uh, and and will. Oh God! And there's two likes on it. Levi Rican and Joe Green. See, this is the problem. It's going to open the floodgates. All I'm saying is, I got a lot of embarrassing pictures from college, and I don't want a lot of people to see them. I don't think that's true. <laughs> he also states, well, we should do a cheese bracket. It's a Gouda idea. That is excellent, Rolotabasi. Cheddar wins. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Like, uh, My wife, Lydia, was a cheesemonger for a while, so I feel like we could get some samples going. Yeah, um, it's really going to be hard to beat cheddar. It's going to be hard. Uh, Cheddar's what we like to call a dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> me and joe green says where should lebron play jesse your thoughts mars i don't know who fucking cares what you, you what are you a space jam fan i am you want him to leave the planet that is weird about space jam yeah not really any space like it, it there took, is space it all took place on Earth, no right? no 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 they want to take uh-oh. michael jordan to a planet that is filled with aliens and chain him to a basketball hoop and make him play one-on-one basketball with kids all day. Well, I'm sorry about that. Planet Hulk 
is what I say. <laughs> Find it, Holt. I would like to see LeBron James play for the Seattle Supersonics. Oh, shit, they're gone. Fuck the NBA. Mitchell Netzer says, best pizza topping besides cheese, that's a given. I think that this, this could be a good bracket. This is a rough topic, man. This could be a great bracket. Best pizza topping. I well, think this what, could be what's the your heart bit. telling you? Well, I just like meat supreme. I like Canadian bacon, that sausage. not one topping. One topping. Oh, single topping? Sausage. One? Really? Yep. I'm a sausage guy. I, I'd rather have a pepperoni than just a sausage. I'm just saying it's always a sausage party in Eric's mouth when it comes yeah, to pizza. That's cool. I'm just saying pepperoni in every orifice for Jesse Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on, guys. Uh, the next one comes to us from Josh. He says, buttering your toast before applying peanut butter, jellies, jams, etc. Your thoughts never done it. I haven't either. This sounds interesting because I do make peanut butter sandwiches on the rag, and there's always that initial rub that is pretty rough. I feel like a little butter could smooth out things. Right, but I'm just thinking, like, this is a slippery slope of calories. Like, <laughs> Oh, come on. Really? I, I just say like you think you think a thin sheen of butter is like gonna gonna throw you yeah, off that, your whole. That's an extra like fifty sixty cows. Oh god, I could burn and fifty I'm, sixty cows in five minutes, baby, on the tread. I guess, but you're not doing that. Is the thing I am doing it. I'm pan feeing. Are you? Yeah, I've been pan feeing this week. What I, are you up to? Well, I'm I'm doing the gym at work, but I uh, I've made a commitment. I got to do six weeks. So uh-huh. like. Six weeks apparently is the amount of time it takes you to get in shape. A habit. So yeah. So I, I'm I'm on I'm I've done my first week. I want to do four workouts a week for six weeks. Six weeks is not the amount of time it takes you to get in shape. That's apparently that's the thing. That's the metric. That is not true. It'll take more than six weeks to get quote in shape. Well, I I I count in shape as being able to do physical activities without getting out of breath. Okay, like basically well that... to, 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 to tune your cardiovascular system to the point where you can just do shit and not... Like, I'm not talking about getting ripped. I'm not talking about get, becoming okay, the muscle that's man. What I thought. I'm talking about getting your cardiovascular system to the point where it's like, yeah, I can do this. I Go- forgot that you live a sedentary lifestyle. I do. I do. So anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm getting my pantheon, on, my personal arrogance nerd fitness initiative. Anyway, uh, Justin says, as a Portlander, I have to respectfully spit mud in your eye over how lightly you take the timbers. You are in our sights. We will see, Justin, because I will be at Central League Field this Sunday for Seattle Sounders versus Portland Timbers in the supporter section. I'm going to be cheering my head off because I got soccer mania running through my, br- my, my, my brains. What's a timber? Uh, that's a good question. It's a... Ah, God. It's something people yell. It's a... Is it some sort of, like, furniture? I think it's a song by Kesha. Mmm, yeah, it's, it's like that cool new Kesha song. It's that cool new Kesha song. That's right. That's really actually pretty hip, though, that the that Portland was like, we want to name our team after a Kesha song. Team of what? Like, Kesha's <laughs> fans? <laughs> All right. Dennis says, best board slash card game to play in a large group that isn't already... Big into board slash card games. Easy to learn. Good for eight plus players. Uh, this week I had a bang. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I had a uh, I had a little board game meetup at my apartment this week. We played Bang, but Bang only goes up to seven, as does Citadels. 
but there is a game coming out later this year in September called Two Rooms and a Boom, which I'm super excited about. Looks like a great party game and has a lot of intrigue, and it could play like up to like 30 players. So keep your eyes out for that, Dennis. Just do bang. Leland says, you should check out this crazy documentary on Netflix called The Institute. It's basically a giant citywide game of D&D mixed with social experiment, mixed with weird sci-fi elements. It's very strange, but also pretty good. I will check that out. Um, Sean says, I demand a weekly segment called Knowledge Joe. I love it. I love it. That's basically the trivia segment, right? I love it. I think we could make the tribute. I think this could definitely go into into the C, uh, to the personal arguments lexicon. Eric says, Wayne Gretzky is part of a potential ownership group wanting to bring an NHL expansion franchise to Seattle. Do you think the city of Seattle would embrace hockey? And what do you think the appropriate name for the franchise would be? Well, we've already covered the name. It should be the Seattle Sockeye. And I know that I would be a huge hockey fan because I love going to minor league hockey games. So... I would be stoked. I really, really want to be a hockey fan. Yeah, hockey is fucking sweet. It's like the most... I love the sport. I've been watching the World Cup, and the World Cup... Watching the World Cup has given me a new appreciation for World Cup athletes, because they have to run like six miles, and they have to not touch the ball with their hands, and everything that American sports don't do. Um, So that's great, but like, I feel like hockey is like the number one... Like skill sport because you have to be able to ice skate backwards while controlling a puck with a stick. Yeah, and wearing like an insane amount of protection. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, that guy over there is coming to kill you. Yeah, and he can <laughs> lit- The rules say he can punch you in the face. <laughs> the rules say you can fight and you'll get a five minute penalty. You do yeah. that in any of the sport, you're suspended. <laughs> Pucky, no, they're I- like, eh, it's all right. It's part of the game. There's no sports other than hockey. I mean, hockey is a sport where I'm like, I, I it, it's insane <laughs> what is required out of someone I know. to play this game, to be able to wear that kind of pads, because <laughs> it's a lot of equipment. It's a lot of equipment. And be super athletic, <laughs> and do it on a thin blade under your foot, and right. use a stick to... Control Put the puck around yeah. like the puck is tiny. It's tiny. This tiny little puck, and also, <laughs> like if the other team wants to just hire a dude who's giant and will punch <laughs> you, his only job is to punch you in the face. That's fine. That's like, cool. That's, that that's fine by the rules. Every team's got that guy. No hockey, like yeah. nothing amazes me more than the hockey I, athlete. I would be even like super into hockey. NFL, I I get NFL where it's like you gotta be fast and agile, like. Right. But it's all uh, skill stuff. It's like you gotta be really good at kicking a ball. You gotta be really good at that reading a defense throwing a ball. You gotta be really good at holding the ball and running into a group of dudes. You gotta be really good at catching the ball. You gotta really be really good at stopping a guy from catching the ball. But but hockey is like all every skill in one thing. You every person on the ice has to do everything at once. Plus on ice. Yeah. That's the thing that. <laughs> That's it's the, the craziest thing. thing. Do all of that plus on ice. It's the craziest thing that somebody was like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do it on ice. <laughs> Hockey is the craziest sport and to be an athlete at. I and also, I love it. I really do love it. And I would go nuts. Yeah. I would go nuts yeah. for a Seattle hockey team. And you can, like, yell. You could yell your head off at a hockey I game. I would buy a fucking jersey. Yeah. 
Hockey would... jerseys are the most comfy jerseys. <laughs> it's true. I can, I can get a little pudgy in that jersey, unlike my Seattle Sounders jersey. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but no, I would love a Seattle <laughs> hockey team, the Seattle Sockeye. Yeah. I'm rooting for that. If it ever happens, it'll be a great I told you so moment. It'll be... <laughs> As good as me telling someone from the past that yeah. uh, <laughs> there will be two governors out of the running man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lassa says, favorite video game of 2014 so far. I'm going to go with um, Civ. Civ Five. Yeah, that's not 2014. That's fine. That's the only one I played this year. Yeah, no, I, I haven't played any games. What? There's this game I want to play called Shovel Knight. Mm. I'm really excited about it. I think I'm going to buy that one and play Shovel Knight. Awesome. Uh, Nicholas says, what about Brazil's 1-7 to loss to Germany, guys? Total annihilation. Us here in South America, excluding Argentina, are still in tears. But I know that German. I know that one German listener is on top of the world. Also, who are you guys supporting in the finals? I forgot to give shout-out to, to Dennis Kleinbeck for the Germany victory. They're in the finals. <sighs> yeah, D. Kleinbeck. And the thing about this loss... Brazil losing one to seven to Germany. It reminded me a lot of a game that happened in February. A little forty three to eight affair. Seahawks <laughs> versus Denver Broncos. That too. It was it was kind of the same thing. It was just utter annihilation for the whole game. Nobody could believe what was happening. There was a late score that didn't matter. It was like <laughs> it was like a carbon copy of the Super Bowl. And I only know what it feels like to be on the winning side of that. I feel bad for Brazil, but I think they had a lot of pressure on them. They lost two of their best players and uh and Germany's just fucking good, man. They're going to win the whole thing. Nope. No, I'm rooting for anyone but Germany. Argentina is the only other team in the, in the league now, or in the, in the tournament now. Argentina. <laughs> All right. That's my team. A uh, couple more here. Zach says, just flew home. Can you speak to why they always tell people to get on the plane? I'd rather ride in the plane. Less win. <laughs> I get no respect at all. What? What does I get on the plane? That's just I get in the plane. <laughs> Great dad joke, Zach. And finally, James says, what movie from your youth would be entertaining with a gritty remake? I'm going to go with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I'm going to go with Honey, I Killed the Kids. Well, that's basically what it is. Yeah, no, Gremlins. Because that's kind of what Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is, by the way. Like, he shrinks the kids, and they think that they've all died because they've stepped on them. And then they spend half the movie searching for the kids in the attic... And they like look at the bottom of their shoes. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was one of two movies that I owned as a child, so I've watched a lot of it. Yeah, but yeah, I'll go with Gremlins on this one. Yeah, Gremlins gritty remake that could be creepy. All right, Jesse, let's do some recos and call it a cast. What are your recos? I got nothing, man. Yeah, I think we've done enough. I think we've done enough this week, guys. We've served the community enough. I, I think so, guys. So until next time, remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, please. Stay, Stay arrogant.
Taco Bell, Taco Bell, product placement for Taco Bell, Insurito, Nacho Burrito.